welcome to the passenger podcast so one of the things that i wanted to discuss today was the fact that there's always this point of return usually you hear the phrase point of no return but there's actually this point of return and i'm starting to understand where that point is for me and moving past that point and getting to an area that's slightly uncomfortable because I'm having to step out of comfort zone, step out of all of anything that I can think of of familiarity. And so it's something that I have to do gradually. It's not going to happen overnight or anything like that. But with that being said, um, today was a perfect example of reaching that point of return that moment where you can literally be like uh i'm going to continue to go down this downward path or i see myself going down this downward path and i'm going to um almost stop the the current this like rush of if you think of like a a raging river i'm actually going to stop the current or go against it and that takes a lot of energy and effort, hopefully gaining resistance and strength over time. So it's a little bit easier to do, but it's still, um, it's still a foreign concept to me. It's not, it's literally like going against the current. And at some point, I'm hoping it gets easier, but not there yet. But that point of return is very much key. Um, I'm not sure of who said it first, but it's definitely been said before that on the other side of an obstacle is a victory or on the other side of, you know, a storm. There's different analogies or metaphors that are used to to capture that idea. And that's exactly what it feels like on the other side of anxiety or the other side of a panic attack, for example. It is something that's fulfilling or something that is rewarding in that same way. And um, it's, it's difficult to get to that point. It's very difficult because you never know if the reward, I think of things in terms of cost and I think of things in terms of value. And you never know if that reward on the other side is actually worth all of the energy, all of all of the level of uncomfortableness that comes with it. You never really know if that's actually something that is worth your while. Um, it's like, it, it reminds me of like game shows, you know, watched as a kid and, you know, they go through all these puzzles and they go through all these steps and at the end it's like, oh, you won, you know, a free rubber ducky or something. It's, you don't know what that, if that reward is really worth all the effort. I think the perspective that I'm trying to take is not even thinking about the destination or the reward, but understanding that going through these obstacles, I am improving my stamina. I am improving my mental wellness. So regardless of if the reward at the end is considered worth it 
I still went through those obstacles and I know, um, I know the course and I can improve upon it and I can do better next time. That's the perspective I'd like to take. I can't necessarily say that I'm at that point where I see it that way, but that's the perspective I would like to take at some point that, um, for so long, it has been an all or nothing thing that if I don't get a hundred percent of my expectations, then it's somehow not worth the effort. And it's very clear a blind man can see that that's not how life truly operates. There's all this in between. There's all these shades of gray and you don't always, number one, you don't always get what you want, but you also don't always get back what you put in. And I personally have to make peace with that. Um, and there's, there hasn't been a lot of peace with that realization. And I'm not sure how to make peace, but I know I have to make peace with that. Um, Earlier in the year was a perfect example of not making peace with the effort that was placed in and allowing that to um, dictate my emotions moving forward. And that, that really can't happen again because it takes me off track. It, um, it consumes my thoughts and emotions and that's really all that needs to be consumed to, to get off of track. And so I'm trying to get to a point where I'm able to just focus on the course right in front of me, focus on the challenges right in front of me, focus on the opportunities right in front of me. Um, it's easy to just look past and look into the distance. And the metaphor that comes to mind, I think of a game of golf. When they start out and they're, I don't know, 300, 400, I don't, I don't even know if that's realistic to say, but they start out and they're 400 yards from where they need to go. And so they just pick a point along the path of where they want the ball to go. And they hit it there. And then they hit it again. And that's really where I'm at right now mentally. Just trying to, <laughs> just not trying to bogey. Just not trying to end up in, literally in the trees. Just trying to stay on the fairway. And as long as I continue to make that effort towards the goal that hopefully that I'll get where I need to go that's kind of the idea and and actually I want to change that from hopefully it's also about having a plan of action I know that's super important but it's also really really scary really really scary to have a plan of action and have that level of accountability for self. No one else. No one else 
checking to make sure that you dotted your I's and crossed your T's. It's literally personal accountability, self-awareness, not using others as a scapegoat, not um, not projecting, not doing any of those kind of things. It's literally taking that ownership as, as it should be. And I've said this before in previous episodes um, in response to an email I got. Initially, the, the podcast was called Dark Passenger. And I saw it as in a fight between good and evil. Watching the show Dexter. All, I think it was a total of seven, seven seasons. Watching that show and seeing his uh, father in the seat, pretty much trying to keep him on track, trying to keep him from pretty much trying to kind of that, uh, that angel on his shoulder. And it didn't necessarily work for the majority of the time. And he did some really heinous things on the show. But ultimately, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the end of it, he pretty much ends up being like a lumberjack or something. It ends that way. And a lot of fans were not happy about that, but the idea behind it was he was leaving that part of self behind. He was leaving that part of self behind. And so for me, that was... That was something that I thought about when choosing a name. Except the dark passenger for me was the depression anxiety. It wasn't necessarily um, the ghost of Christmas past, you know, telling, like, like in Dexter's situation, telling him not to, you know, be a serial killer or anything like that. But it was the same idea. It was the same idea, it was that same hunger, and it's interesting to put in that kind of frame, but it's, um, it really is the same idea at, at the root of it, I should say. And then it moved to Passenger, and there's several reasons why it moved to Passenger. Number one I wanted to let go of the the label of dark and light and because that's something I placed onto mental wellness. And yes, there is um there are behaviors, thoughts, and emotions that are favorable and unfavorable, but I wanted to changed the way that I perceived what I'm dealing with and that starts with the language that I use to describe it because referring to it as a dark passenger there's already this negative connotation there's already this um, secret 
secretiveness, if that's even a word. There's a very eerie sense. And I wanted to move away from that. And so removing that word was intentional for a variety of reasons. That was one of them. To take... um, I was doing a disservice by adding this quote-unquote darkness to totally normal um, thoughts and emotions and actions. That includes anger, that includes bitterness, despair, disappointment, any kind of emotions and feelings. um, And no longer putting those labels of these are good emotions that should be exhibited and these are bad emotions that should be exhibited anger has its place just like happiness does and i had to remove that label from i had to remove that that label from it to really get that point across and so i'm left with just passenger and with passenger It also has these multiple meanings because when it was dark passenger, I saw myself in the driver's seat and somehow this other thing, the depression, anxiety, there, um, ominous and ever present, I saw it as the passenger. And this isn't a good or a bad thing, but something changed where I then saw myself in the passenger seat and depression, anxiety was driving. And there is a positive and negative to that as you could possibly imagine. I felt as if I was giving up my power and there is, there is power in vulnerability There's power in relinquishing power and surrendering to the right things, to the right people. But surrendering to depression, anxiety is not, uh, is not something that's healthy. And so naming it passenger, it was just me acknowledging that I had given up control. I had relinquished that control. And I was no longer driving and I was going places to going places and not going places. And I wasn't where I wanted to be. Shockingly, that's what happens when you're not behind the wheel. You don't have control over where you go. And that's exactly how it felt. The problem with that is it's great when you're on a plane or a train or a bus or even if a friend's driving, but you don't want illness behind the wheel. You don't want, you don't want to relinquish that power to the wrong things and to the wrong person. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. Being a passenger in my own life. 
that's not that's not what we're designed to be we're not designed in that in that way it's almost um or it is a disservice to life itself and the wonders of life and this idea that similar to a sport being a spectator of our lives and I'm not the only one guilty of this it's pretty much social media in a nutshell it's something I despise about social media this idea that we are somehow spectators in each other's lives we're not really involved we're not really engaged we're just kind of watching things happen as they happen but not taking an active participant role in each other's lives and um so it's fitting to have it called passenger for that reason and i don't know where that change happened as far as feeling like there was this dark passenger there um verse not even feeling like I was in the driver's seat anymore. It's it's a bittersweet feeling. Each situation is equally as problematic to have that kind of energy in the car with you and then to have that same energy driving you. Equally as problematic equally as detrimental and I needed some time and I know I've said this before I felt like I needed some time to breathe and sort it out and just get into a good headspace and that's not possible for everybody. There are obligations of life, obviously. But um, I needed time to get in that right headspace. And anytime I find this not working or anytime I'm, I... Anytime I I find a challenge with this, I got to think back to the decisions I made exactly one month ago to get the help that I needed and to get in the right headspace and take action and keep this momentum going. Someone once told me you know, crawl if you have to. Um, army crawl, doggy paddle, whatever you want to call it. Do whatever you have to to get where you need to go. Just don't stop. Just don't stop. And it doesn't mean that you don't need reprieving. You don't need time to get away 
and relax and all that stuff. But the reason they said that was because they knew me enough to know that I had the tendency of freezing. And literally stopping in my tracks. And what I'm learning is in that time of stopping in my tracks, you can't get that time back. You don't get it back. And so even the small victories, the littlest things, I gotta, I gotta keep moving in some way, do something. Literally do something is, is the goal. So that is all I will say for now. As always, thank you for listening.